last question what's the biggest takeaway the biggest lesson you've learned over your video marketing career that you could share with me so in the in the last 22 months without a doubt i would say um make as much content as possible um don't don't overthink it um meaning that i don't get to decide which videos are going to perform well there's been so many videos in my mind like this is going to be such a good video it's going to go viral yeah. and it takes and on the other hand i'm like yeah this isn't great but we just need to get something out there let's just get something out there and then it blows up so time after time it's almost impossible to predict what's going to go and when um and then even there's been videos where you know i was like yeah it's, it's okay i put it out there and it's okay for a few months and then it blows up or you know or it just doesn't go anywhere so so all that to say is you just got to be producing content uh it's like anything else it's like an exercise the more you do it the more easier it gets um and you just got to put it out there be everywhere so um yes congrats on almost getting two billion views there uh for the last 22 months it's amazing did you get started on TikTok? was that when you get to uh, did the tall family just start there or where did it start yeah so started on TikTok, and then um and then instagram reels wasn't too far behind um even though nothing was really happening there and then about six months after we started TikTok, we started posting to youtube shorts uh-huh but really didn't see any traction with YouTube shorts until about six months in, okay. which was uh, about a year ago, maybe just a little bit over a year ago when YouTube shorts really started to show some traction for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's great. Congrats on that. Um, and what what spurred you to do that? Did you just do it out of fun with the family? Just started doing videos? Well, yeah, there's there's a reason we so I've been doing video for a long time. I think uh, YouTube was only a couple months old when I posted my first video. Mm -hmm. which is funny looking back now they were very TikTok style meaning that i would do short videos um they would have music that would be a part of like telling the story of it and um so within a few months of youtube starting i, I was posting on there so and then i did get into like the vlog style on youtube as well mm -hmm. just it was it was I, I i did like a couple hundred videos um and i think we got up to maybe a thousand subscribers i mean maybe maybe it's like 250 maybe maybe it wasn't even close to a thousand i don't remember but it wasn't until the the short video content mm -hmm. that we see today with TikTok, with the vertical shorts with the vertical reels on instagram and facebook that's when things kind of tipped for us but to answer your question we we were in canada so i'm from i'm from the states my wife's from canada we met here in mm -hmm. college in the states uh, after we both graduated, we lived in Canada for 20 years, mm -hmm. but we wanted to move back to the U.S. Uh, so we actually I took a job uh, at a higher education institution in Michigan. But yeah. then the pandemic locked everything down. The kids weren't in school mm -hmm. uh, it was, and, and it was just not a good time. So we decided just to move down south where things were a little bit more open, just uh, just yeah. a better opportunity for us as a family. But I didn't have a job lined up. And during the pandemic wasn't the best time to find a job yeah so that was when we decided hey i i've been doing video for a long time the play was i thought that if we built a big enough brand mm -hmm. that it would at least open up some doors for me to get into marketing or, or get into something but i knew that that would be a connection piece um thankfully it, it kind of went faster than what we thought it would go and so that now it's kind of like our, our full-time thing
That's awesome. And was there like one piece of content that just took off and then you got a bunch of subscribers? Or was it the daily grind you just worked on? Yep. On TikTok, it was more of the daily grind. Um, and so we were there early enough where we did have a couple videos. Um, I, I think within two weeks, we had a video at a million. Mm -hmm. And so we're like, okay, that's fun. And then, you know, over time, they just continue to grow. And then you have one that goes for 25 million. Then we, then I think on TikTok, we have one at 82 million now. Mm -hmm. uh, YouTube, on the other hand, was a little bit different. So TikTok was like, you know, slow, steady growth. And then for TikTok in the last several months, it, it's kind of plateaued. Mm -hmm. And I've talked to a lot of influencers around our size. And a lot of people are saying the same thing, that the numbers, the algorithm has changed, that they're seeing their numbers. So now where we used to always, every five, every fifth video was over a million, Huh. Now it's probably a little bit more like every eighth, 10th videos over a million. Okay. So numbers are down, but we're still probably averaging a million views per day across the entire channel. Mm -hmm. But on YouTube, we did have one video that kind of took off for us. Um, and then we just started seeing the momentum. And so now it's, um, yeah, we, we see a lot of, so I think right now for the last 30 days, we're averaging uh, almost 3 million views a day on YouTube. Uh, and so right now YouTube's really flying for us, but it was one video, which is now sitting, I think at 170 million views wow. on YouTube, Okay, but that was the, that was the one where we saw a big jump and then we jumped like 50,000 subscribers and then it just kind of snowballed. That's amazing. And how long do you suggest these videos to be under a minute usually? So I, I help some people with video. I, I, I think it should be all over the place. Now, the shorter that it is, the more views you're probably going to get. Doesn't mean that's always the right thing, though. So like the university that I'm at here now helping with some social media, a lot of their videos are 30 seconds, 45 seconds, some are a minute, but it's putting a lot of information. It's more of interview style. So if you're interviewing, then, you know, eight second video is not going to be enough. Mm -hmm. You're going to need that minute. Now you're, you're not going to get as many views if it's a trendy eight second video, but the depth's still there. If someone's watching till the end, then you're getting way more value than just an eight second view on a trend. So I think the context matters. Mm -hmm. uh, I would still say, no matter who you are, try to throw some trends in because it's fun. You're going to get a few more eyeballs um it just and it just helps um the more the better yeah oh that's that's great advice and talking about higher ed because i work for a company that service that, that services higher ed institutions um so they should if they if they um if they target gen z they should probably be on TikTok, right and then should they be um utilizing student influencers to run their TikTok account or how should they go approach that yes to everything Yes to everything. And, and here's why is that if you look at traditional marketing, um, now I'm just going to make some assumptions because I haven't been in higher ed for a long time. So some of my biases are based on limited amount of experience, but I think these assumptions are probably true. Most higher education institutions are going to have a, a marketing department and they're going to be traditional marketing because there is a certain amount of that, you know, they're thinking about the donors or there, there's certain things that they've done and they're going to continue to do mm -hmm. for, for, for most institutions, social media is going to be an add on for, for a lot of them. It's, it's a headache. Even it's like, well, we don't want to deal with that. We don't, we don't mm -hmm. want to make TikToks. It's silly. It's going to lead to nothing. Um, now we know that that's not true. If you actually look at the numbers, that's not true at all. 
So, but if social media, even if you have that mindset, it's an add-on then, but the beauty of it is that it's free. It's just the time. Meaning that if, if you do a piece of content, then you could put it everywhere. So you can put it on TikTok, you can put it on Instagram, you can put it on Facebook, you can put it on YouTube. It could live on all those spots. And so once you have the piece of content, then it, then it's free for distribution. Opposed to if we create a book, mm-hmm. um, a magazine, a pamphlet, a flyer, every person we send that to is going to cost us more money. True. So it's going to cost us money as far as handling, postage, the cost to make the item. So every person that we send it to is going to be in it, where digitally that's not the case. Mm-hmm. The, the, the cost is in making it. So it's the time of somebody actually, you know, sitting down, making a piece of content, editing it. But once it's there, then, you know, within seconds, you could post it to these different. So my answer is, is every place you want to put it everywhere. Okay. And then how many times a day do you stick to one time or a couple of times? No. So personally, what I found, and then I would also suggest other people is early on for six months up to a year, just post whenever, um, you know, try 9am, try, you know, 11am, try 1pm. So try, try 7pm, try all the different times and and do it enough over time where you're going to, at some point you'll see like, okay, this is the best time for us to post. And that, that was the case with us personally. And, but then that always changes as well. Like there's been times where, okay, I know that 7 PM Eastern time for a while was a a really hot spot for us. And then all of a sudden 4 PM Eastern became a real, and so like, it's always changing. And sometimes because of the, the long tail, meaning that once the uh, content's out there, it's out there Mm -hmm. is that. You, you, you may post something and in the first three weeks, it gets hardly any views. Yeah. And then all of a sudden something happens. And again, personally, that tall family, the, the video on YouTube that's at 170 million views for the first six months, it was only at a couple thousand views. And then all of a sudden, now I was able to trace back what happened mm-hmm. uh, in India. There's a, a like a Good Morning America type show in India uh, they did a story on our family. Like we didn't know about it. Like they didn't contact us. They just did the story. They yeah. pulled stuff off the internet and did like a whole story. But then all of a sudden, like the next day is like all these people, like millions of people in India were watching this one clip. And wow. I'm not sure why it was that one. They probably yeah. shared it. And then it just snowballed. Um, and then, I mean, then it spread out to all different people, but some of the content you post may actually be a month later when it actually takes off. And we've seen actually a lot of content now. That's been the case. The first 48 hours, not so much. And then mm-hmm. it, it at some point picks up speed. Interesting. And that brings me back to my next question, because I, I, I re-listened to the podcast uh, on the Higher Ed Market. And you talked about the idea of that one piece of content that can change everything, right? Mm-hmm. That was yeah. that one piece of content in India there. Yeah, for, for YouTube. And so... The, the, the thing is, is that, and I think because we did, we did another episode and, and talked a little bit more about that mm-hmm. is what I'm learning that one piece does change everything, but then, but then it's not one and done, meaning that I had that one piece and then it took off and it, and so it's not like one piece of content's going to bring a bunch of students to campus. One piece of content's not going to make you rich, but one piece of content can snowball things, different introductions. And then as you put the work on top of that, then it takes you to other places as well. Mm-hmm. And so, but one piece of content can, can really bring, literally can bring a student to campus. Um, in the new episode coming out, I, I tell a story where there is one video that we created here 
uh, at the university that led to a student uh, enrolling. That's and, awesome. and, and, and it didn't even get a lot of views. It only had like a thousand views. And yeah. so, but it's just the right person at the right time. And, and that, and she's on campus now. Yeah. You never know who's watching. Like when you said um, that now grandmas are on TikTok, right. And they interact with, with, with their university. And then they tell that child or that kid to say, Hey, I'm going to pay for your tuition. If you go to that one, because I like it, you know, it's incredible. Never thought yeah. of that before. Yeah. And that, and that happens all the time. And that happened in traditional media as well. Yeah. Um, the beauty of social media is that you just have, you could spread it so much further um, yes. and it could be shared. And so grandma used to maybe, you know, she saw something, got a postcard or, you know, her friend had a postcard and, but I mean, the, the chances of that dying out happen where with social media, you can share it with multiple friends and they share it and it just gives you a bigger opportunity. Now there the downfall is that everyone else can do that too. Mm -hmm. And so in some ways there's more competition. So true. if you're not producing content, you're not even in the game. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. And one more, one more question. Like, let's say I try to get into um, video marketing, but I get pushback from leadership. How would you navigate that territory? Yeah. So, I mean, that's a tough one. Uh, me personally, I'll, I'll just give you my own personal opinion on it. And I don't think this is one size fits all is that I think it's very hard to convince. And so if there is leadership, then trying to convince them that they need it. If you're at a place now where you need to convince somebody that social media is a good play mm -hmm. for your school, then you're probably wasting your time. Yeah, um, We know if you look at the numbers, like there's more people are on social media than traditional media. Um, you look at right now, uh, someone like Mr. Beast, who was a YouTuber, is is now getting offered a billion dollars cash for wow. his platform. Um, and so and now he's the one he's got a burger place. He's got chocolate bars. He's got all these different things. Now, that, of course, is at here. But we know that social media sells things that people make decisions based on social media. There's hashtags called TikTok made me buy it. There's literally businesses being built off the back of these social media platforms. Um, and so if if we're thinking that uh, if a leadership is thinking that social media is not a good place um, to be, I just don't under I, I just don't think that you can convince them. Yeah. Um, and so I think there's enough places out there. So that's where you have to find the right schools that are mm -hmm. willing to hire you to make them better at it. Because the reality is, is that most schools aren't good at it because they think that, oh, we got a bunch of young people. We just need to hire some, you know, student workers. And um, but it it is I mean, marketing is an art form. There There is something more to it than simply posting a TikTok video. Um, there, there's a lot more to it. And so you know, just to have students post things isn't going to be enough. I think it's fine, not going to be enough. And so I, I think what you need to do is how do you find the right people? Now, if I are, if I are giving you advice, then I would say you're going to find those people when they're consuming stuff on social media. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to be the higher ed marketing guy, then yeah. if you're on TikTok talking about marketing higher ed, then chances are someone sees you on there, they may reach out. And so, and I think most universities are getting to a place where they recognize they need to be more in social media. They, they just don't know what that means. They don't know what that looks like. So they need a lot of uh, that practical advice and that walking with them and, 
and walking through some of the contextual questions like, okay, what about this? What about this? Now this, and, and things are always changing. And so for most people in leadership, they know TikTok, that every student is watching TikTok, but in their minds, most of them think that it's still just girls dancing. Not realizing TikTok is totally different now than it was two years ago. Yeah. Um, YouTube Shorts. If, if I were to, if I were a betting man, I would put in. If I had to bet on one platform, I think YouTube is going to be the platform of 2023. Uh, I think TikTok um, is is. There's more people there creating now. I think we're going to see a little bit of uh, of a dip. I still think it's worth posting. Like I still think I'm all in on TikTok, so nothing wrong with that. But I think YouTube took a backseat, was watching. I think they got their ducks in a row now. They're uh-huh. going to monetize creators. They're going to pay creators a lot more money than TikTok will pay them because mm-hmm. they, they already have an established business. And, and so I think YouTube is going to be the place to be. So for us right now, it's YouTube first, TikTok second, mm-hmm. and then Instagram's kind of, it's, mm-hmm. it's a throwaway. I, I mean, for us, we do make some money there. Yeah, but it's not the place where you know we're, we're focusing on YouTube Reels, huh? Okay, I didn't know that. YouTube Reel, yeah. So oh. we, yeah. So it's by far because the thing is, is that YouTube is the second biggest search platform on the internet, mm-hmm. and so people go there. So, so a lot of it is thinking through, and this is where a little bit of the marketing comes in. What would people search for? Yeah. So, so small schools in central Illinois that have an equestrian program. So some, someone's going to search for that. Yeah. And so I need to make sure that because we're starting a program that we have videos that when they search, they find that video. Wow. Uh, uh, so those are the type of things where treating it as a, so the titles matter. Um, I know thumbnails matter. I'm just kind of getting my hands dirty with thumbnails now, but mm-hmm. that matters a lot too. Uh, so there is a lot of like marketing kind of, you got to put your marketing hat on. So it's not just creating social media, but on YouTube, it's like, okay, what does that look like? Now the views aren't there yet as far as a university, like you probably still can get more views on TikTok and even on Instagram uh, and in Facebook. But I, I think in 2023, you're going to see a lot more people pushing into YouTube. That's awesome. That's good. YouTube's going to put it everywhere. Like YouTube's putting it because they have, they're going to have a, a dedicated channel on yeah. TV for YouTube shorts. Okay. Yeah. Cause I wanted to start doing some videos for the company I work for and put up like short form videos, you know, benefits of having a CMS feature or whatever and put them on YouTube just so we get that channel going, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Thanks so much. One last question. What's the biggest takeaway, the biggest lesson you've learned over your video marketing career that you could share with me? So in the, in the last 22 months, without a doubt, I would say, um, make as much content as possible. Um, Mm -hmm. don't, don't overthink it. Um, meaning that I don't get to decide which videos are going to perform well. Mm -hmm. There's been so many videos in my mind, like this is going to be such a good video. It's going to go viral and it takes, and on the other hand, I'm like, eh, this isn't great, but we just need to get something out there. Let's just get something out there. And then it blows up. So time after time, it's almost impossible to predict what's going to go and when. Um, and then even there's been videos where, you know, I was like, yeah, it's, it's okay. I put it out there and it's okay for a few months and then it blows up or, you know, or it just doesn't go anywhere. So, so all that to say is you just got to be producing content. Uh, it's like anything else. It's like an exercise. The more you do it, the more easier it, it gets. 
Um, and you just got to put it out there, be everywhere. Um, early on, there's more negative feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, and But you still got to just keep putting it out there. Um, and then I, I think it's one of those things, if you're willing to invest the time in it, it will pay off. Because two things happen. The more you do it, the better you get at it. And then the more the brand grows. And at some point, um, it's just human nature where if people scroll through, you know, 2 billion views now, there's a lot of people that have seen our content. So when they see us now, it's like, oh, I've seen this before. There's a little bit of familiarity. So the chances are they'll they'll give us a chance just because we're mm-hmm. familiar. Um, and so if you can get to a university, to a place where they're familiar, at, at least with the people that they're trying to reach, th- then you win. Okay, cool. Yeah, hey, I really appreciate you and and your time, man. And I'm right. gonna follow you, learn some things from yeah. you. Yeah. No. Yeah. Reach out anytime. Yeah. Message wherever, email or text or or whatever. Thank you, I man. Talk anytime. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Yeah. You too, Chris. Thank you. Bye. See you.